Transformational truth number three. You'll never enjoy God's invitation to rest as long as you're living your life to impress. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. On today's episode of Transformational Truths, we have a very special guest, Pastor Ben Daly. Ben and his wife, Kim, serve as the lead pastors of Calvary Church, which is a multi-campus ministry headquartered in Irving, Texas. And Pastor Ben has authored two incredible books, uh, Collide and the book Limitless. And he's got a third book that is on deck to release. Uh, Most recently, Ben and Kim launched GCCM. That is the Gospel Circle of Churches and Ministries. It is an incredible network and relational on-ramp to Calvary Church and Ben Daly Ministries. But what I love most about Ben and Kim Daly is that they are our friends personally. In fact, Ben Daly is one of my closest friends, and that's why I'm excited to have him on Transformational Truths, because I know him. I know Ben's heart. I've spent time with him. We talk regularly on the phone. I know his character. I know his desire to help people. And that's why I invited Ben to come on Transformational Truths. We had a rich conversation about leading from a place of rest. And this is going to help you reclaim some joy in your life. So let's go ahead and get started. So our special guest today is Pastor Ben Daly. Pastor Ben, welcome to Transformational Truth. We're honored to have you on. Thank you so very much for the opportunity. I've been looking forward to this. So here's today's transformational truth. You'll never enjoy God's invitation to rest as long as you're living your life to impress. Um, Today, we're talking about leading from a place of rest. It's going to be one of the most important interviews you're going to hear on transformational truth. Whether you're a housewife, a minister, a pastor, or a business owner, What you're going to hear today is going to help you put the joy back into your life and leadership. It's been said that tired eyes rarely ever see a bright future. We live in a driven culture. It's a culture that rewards and celebrates driven people. And and often, as a result, people kind of keep pushing harder and harder. They're running faster and faster. But something's broken. Pastor Ben, in your book, Limitless, which is a book that I read and I actually shared with my staff as well, you highlight an incredibly powerful moment in your life. And it's a moment that I think most of us can relate to on some level. In fact, I think it'd be helpful if I just maybe just shared a couple sentences from the book and we could talk about it. You talk about the crushing burden of living from performance. And you were having an incredibly crucial conversation with your team and you said, in this vulnerable moment, you said, doesn't God see that I'm doing enough? I'm already carrying the ministry, the expectations of people, our community, the financial concerns of our church, the needs of my family, and I'm failing at all of them. How in the world 
Can I carry anything else? I just can't do it. And you said a quick lunch turned into a phenomenal four-hour meeting of hearts and minds. We were honest with each other. You said virtually all of us cried deep tears. We felt understood. We felt loved. And for the first time in a long, long time, we had a glimmer of hope that life could be different. Pastor, when I read that, tears welled up in my own eyes because I could relate to that essence in my own life and ministry. Could you take a few moments and talk to us about this paradigm-shifting moment in your own life, in your own leadership, and maybe, maybe what brought you to this place? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so very much for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. I love you and, and your family. And uh, I, I tell you, the first time I ever talked to you, I knew that I wanted to be your friend. And uh, I tell you, the past couple of years building a relationship with you, um, I just honor you. I, I, I appreciate you recognizing the value in people and, and uh, your above average character and how you use your influence for the good of others. And uh, you're so skillful and competent. I just want to say that uh, I'm so honored uh, to be in a relationship with you. And I just, I tell everybody I know, every leader I know to get to know you because you are an empowering leader. And, um, wow. and, and I'm excited about this podcast and I think it needs to go everywhere. And I think your message needs to go everywhere. I really do. So I just want to say quickly, anybody listening to this podcast, get it out there. This is, this is so needed right now more than ever. And um, anyway, just a little shameless. Thank you. Thank shameless you, plug for my friend. But Thank uh, you, Ben. Anyway, um, yeah, during that time, that crazy time in my life, um, man, I felt like I was failing everywhere. I, 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 people know what I'm talking about. I felt like I was failing in my marriage. I was failing in my parenting, my work, my church, my leadership. And what's funny is, Travis, I had, I had just released a book called Collide. And um, really... I feel like that moment was a collision. What's crazy is I had released my book called Collide, When Your Desires Meet God's Heart. And here I am, three months after the release of that book, having one of the greatest collisions in my life. Right. And, really, and really, this collision was my innate desire to impress God with my goodness. And believe me, I spent a lot of years trying to impress Him with my goodness. Mm. I had this collision. My innate desire to impress Him with my goodness collided with His desire to impress me with His goodness. Wow. And, um, wow. and really, really, I was coming into uh, a revelation of the new covenant. Yeah. And you shared some stuff out of my book, Limitless, that came out a few years ago. But that really is a book that uh, I, I don't think I ever I, I ever planned to write. Right. Um, because it's a message I didn't need, I, I didn't know I needed to hear. You just talked about rest or the message of rest leading from rest. Um, I, I'd been a Christian for decades. Uh, by any normal standards, I would say I was a deeply committed Christian. Uh, matter of fact, I'm a pastor. Here I am, a pastor, I'm pastoring people. And uh, uh, I think I was just seriously misguided. For, for many, many years, I was focused on all I 
I needed to do for God. Now, don't miss what I just said. I, I needed to do what I needed to do for God. Uh, I worked hard. Uh, I did my very best. Uh, I poured out my life to serve him. Um, but it became a grinding duty um, without any beauty. Mm. And I can't pinpoint really the moment or the season it happened, but really the Christian life became more about my, here it is again, my performance, right? Uh, my accomplishments for God um, rather than his love for me. As a matter of fact, that little word for, it almost killed me. What are you going to do for God? Uh, oh, nowhere, wow. nowhere, nowhere in the new covenant does it say anything we do for him. It says we do it in him. We're wow. in him. He's in us. That changes everything. That makes Christianity so much fun because you realize, wow, it's the, it's the life of Christ in me. And the fact right. of the matter is, you know what I've realized? Christ can live this life, this Christian life better than I can. So I enjoy <laughs> him living it in and through me. But when I lost my focus, here it is. When I lost my focus on God's grace, that's when I lost my joy. Uh, I lost my strength. I lost my delight. Uh, I lost my security, my confidence. And uh, really, that, that was a moment at that place that you just read about a moment ago. That was really a moment where I think my, my eyes were being opened to that reality. My, my focus was totally I was missing the point. I was preaching points, preaching points every week, but missing the point. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where I, that's where I came to. Wow. Wow. Uh, you, what you're describing, I think is an incredible paradigm shift, um, that became a catalyst for transformation. And I know you, and we've talked, we've had a lot of conversations and it's one that I encountered and had myself about two years ago. I'm, I'm two years into discovering the new covenant. And it was a paradigm shift for me. It's changed my life. It's changed my family. Uh, ben, it's changed um, the way I lead and pastor my church. It's, um, it is the message, um, yeah. not just an addition. It's not a tool in the toolbox of the pastor. It is the message. Come on. And um, I want to talk about that for a second because it's given birth Really, that moment for you has given birth to life-giving ministry um, around the globe, and I mean that literally. Um, both in your writing, um, you've you continue to write and share this message um, on the platform of writing, and as well as the birth of of GCCM, which our listeners heard about um, earlier. Um, this message is spreading like wildfire, and it feels like God is restoring the original message. Uh, to the church, what does that mean for pastors and leaders in the local church? Could you speak to that for a moment? Well, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think there, I truly believe there are fresh waves of grace um, that have come upon the church. I really do. And um, the, the, the first wave, I think, is, is um, a foundation of grace. Uh, the next wave is a building upon grace. So the first is foundational theology. That is what we believe. That's so important. But the next right. is what I call administrational theology, which is what we do. So when we talk about these waves of grace, I think the first wave breaks us out of a bad foundation. Yeah. 
and establishes the right one, which is Christ and nothing else. And the next wave is, I think, all about building upon that foundation. Now, I think that's important because Paul said in Corinthians, according to the grace of God given to me, right? like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. And then he says, and someone else builds upon it. Notice he didn't say moves on from it. Wow. He says builds upon it. So we are building upon that foundation. We're building upon it with things like discipleship and baptism and being added to the church and devotion to the word of God and fellowship and prayer and generosity and on and on it goes. But as we build upon grace, the foundational grace teachings have got to remain clear so that we never build uh, using law. And so uh, grace empowers the church. Law paralyzes the church. And there never be a mixture. It's either one or the other. That's what I love about you and commitment to this message because you understand those foundational teachings, you know, total forgiveness and totally united to Christ and totally filled. But, but building upon grace is going to require leaders who are full of grace. And I'll tell you why, if leaders are full of grace, then it stands to reason that their grace walk will become the grace walk of those following them. Mm. And I say that because, uh, Pastor Travis, the, 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 the opposite is true. If leaders are insecure, which most of them are, listen, some yeah. of those insecure people I've ever met are leaders today yeah. Yeah. in the it's church. True. Yeah. Um, but if, if leaders are insecure, if they're easily threatened, uh, if they have to lead with control, if right. they have to lead with legalism, right. then, then those following are going to live with so much fear and intimidation and bondage. That is not the life that yes. God says uh, we're to live. And that's not the life we're to lead uh, people in. And sadly, I just think there's a whole lot of fear mongering, you know, stuff going on that yeah. I think people are waking up to the reality that that is not the message. That's not the message we carry. That's not good news. As a matter That's of right. fact, bad news. Right. And, um, and so I think, I think this has a, a, a lot to do. And I love how you're a lot to do with leadership. And I love how you're, how you're grabbing hold of this message and then applying this to leadership. Because listen, if, if the hearts of leaders change, listen, the hearts of the followers. That's it. And, uh, and so I love the direction you're going with this. That's it. That's it. You, you know, one of the things I discovered early on, uh, Ben, in this journey was, you know, I'd spent years in ministry and not, not really understood the new covenant, even though Jesus himself announced it over a meal with his disciples. Um, and, I didn't understand that the gospel really was the new covenant. I mean, when you talk about the gospel and the finished work of Jesus and the cross, um, I spent years talking about preaching the gospel and then found out when I came into this revelation that oftentimes I was preaching the Bible, but I wasn't preaching the gospel. <laughs> and, you know, you, I hear it a lot and I've said it, I said it a lot. I said, you know, I've spent five years preaching the gospel, 10 years preaching the gospel. Well, not really. 
Um, it wasn't until I discovered what the gospel really was, what Paul was talking about, why it's the power of God unto salvation. Wow. And that alone has been transformational. And I probably spent a lot of time, to be honest, preaching more to, to Adam and the old nature of man than I did speaking to the new creation and declaring good news. And um, because as you already um, observed, when the leaders changed, his message changed, his heart changes, and it brings freedom and liberty to people. Well, think, think, uh, think about that for a minute. You know, like here I am, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. Here I am. And uh, people ask me all the time now, you know, like, okay, so you were pastoring and you were preaching and teaching and leading. And it's like, they'll say, you know, how well did you understand grace before you, uh, right. before you understood grace? And you right. know, my, my answer is, is really this. I thought I understood grace perfectly well, but when grace himself came into focus, man, I was floored right. and I realized that I barely understood it at all. You know, I thought, it, I thought grace was a conference. I thought grace was a tweet. right, right. Grace was a sermon series. I thought grace was a hot topic. I didn't realize grace is a person. Yeah. And when Jesus came into view, everything changed. It was like putting 3D glasses on. You know, yeah. you go into a theater and a 3D movie, and if you don't have those glasses on, you know, you can kind of, kind of make out the picture but nothing right. connects. The lines don't connect. Right. So you put on those 3D glasses, everything goes technicolor in your face. <laughs> and it's like when those glasses came on, man, Jesus is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. It's the, the concept, you know, Old Testament is Jesus uh, concealed. New Testament is Jesus revealed. It's, um, uh, and I think the, the point you made about this being the foundational message is so important. I think before coming into this knowledge, and, and for me, for our listeners' sake who don't know my own situation, my own story, I want to make this clear. I, God brought uh, revelation into my life through the Word, through friendship, and through my education. Simultaneously, He revealed this to me about the New Covenant. And I say that to say that this is not just some, some fresh idea or, or new concept that a small sect of people are getting. This is something on multiple levels people understand that this is just good, solid uh, theology. This is rightly dividing the word. And uh, I think before that, I would have thought that this was a good sermon series. I would have said, hey, let's do a series on covenants, or hey, let's do a series on grace. Man, it's not a series. It is foundation. Everything else we do is built from this place, um, because I think there's the temptation to compartmentalize the new covenant or compartmentalize grace and just make it a series when in reality, it is what we're building on. I, I was recently uh, listening to a, a professor, uh, Pastor Ben, who leads a the doctoral leadership program for a major Christian university. Um, and he said something that was really interesting. He said, we've got to figure something out because what we're teaching ministry leaders and ministry students about leadership isn't working anymore. And he's addressing the reality of pastors and leaders falling out, burning out, uh, tired and weary. Marriages are suffering. Their, their relationships with their children are, are suffering. They have children who don't want anything to do with ministry or the church or, or, or God. And it's just not working. Here's my question. Why do you think so many people struggle with this unquenchable desire 
to strive for more and more. And it's never enough. Where, where, fundamentally, where does this come from? Because that was my story. That was my story. And, and reading your books, I mean, this was your own story as well. Can you speak to that for a moment to, to pastors and leaders who might be able to resonate with that message? Absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, we, we have, uh, we, we've spent our lives, you know, in this thing, trying to know more uh, about God. And faith is not something you do to persuade God. I think what you have said about the gospel and really the true gospel um, awakening uh, us and we're coming alive to it. And uh, Paul says that faith comes by hearing this message. And as we've heard it, faith is coming alive. And faith is not, you know, something we do to persuade God. And we just right. spend our life in this thing trying to persuade God, trying to convince God. Right. So that, that drive in us as leaders, we've got to twist God's arm and persuade God to, to move and, and, and get him convinced about some things that we're convinced of. And, but when we started hearing the gospel, all of a sudden faith comes alive because faith isn't a work. Faith is a rest and faith is what happens to us when we realize, are you ready? How persuaded God already is about us. Wow. And that's really the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God isn't your knowledge of him. Right. It's his knowledge of you. Wow. He wow. knew he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. His intimate knowledge of you introduces you to yourself again and mm. elevates you to a position where his original intention is clearly perceived. And the reality is, for a whole lot of us as leaders, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, Pastor Travis. I'm coming around the mountain a long way, but I'll be coming around come the on, mountain man. when I come. Preach it. But the reality is, a whole lot of us as leaders, we didn't even know our identity. We're we're doing what we're doing right. to, to, to figure out who we are and come yeah. up with, you know, I want to be somebody and I want to, you know, and I want to be useful for God and I want to, and, and I, you know, and maybe my title will give it to me and maybe the number of people in seats and maybe however big my building is or, you know, how many miracles I have or, you know, right. so. So here we are, you know, working hard, you know, uh, as leaders trying to, you know, get some kind of identity. And the reality is, whew, here Jesus is. Wow. Being baptized. And the father says over him, you're my son. You're my beloved son. And I'm pleased with you. And Oh, affirmation of heaven before Jesus had ever done any work before he'd ever preached a message before he'd ever led anybody before he ever you know fed the 5,000 before he ever raised the dead the affirmation of the father yeah. this is my son do you know that's the same words he's speaking over us you are my son right and I, and I delight in you and I'm well pleased with you let me tell you something. As a leader, when you hear those words, oh, that empowers you to live and lead. And, and, uh, but I think a lot of us miss it because we're too busy trying to work on identity. We're trying to figure, you know, we're trying right. to figure this thing out. Uh, human doings. We've turned into human doings and we don't know we're human beings. That oh, we can that's so be good. We, are. we can be. And, and isn't it crazy that after 
The father spoke that over Jesus. Immediately, he's led into a place of temptation. Let me tell you something. You know what the temptation was? The temptation was, right. hey, uh, if you really are That's right. who your father says you are. Identity, yeah. Identity. It's yeah. all about identity. So because we as leaders don't know who we are, we're spending our life on an identity quest, you know, um, we're not enjoying this thing. We're not living. We're not truly leading. It's, it's not coming from that place of, man, this is who I am. It's effortless. It flows. And so what happens? This is what you just said. Burnout, suicide, dropout, quitting, frustrated, done, marriage is over, children jacked. Right. I mean, you know, right. church is struggling. I mean, it. let me tell you something. Now right. more than ever before. This message is vital. It is. It is. It's, it, we're in a unique season where I think identity is being confronted. And I think the temptation, I can, only, I can only speak to my own experience. I think the temptation when you're coming into leadership is to start with trying to emulate the activity of Christ without first figuring out your identity in Christ. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's where Christ started knowing he was a son before his activity. Uh, that's an incredible um, observation. I think, I think when it comes to leading from a place of rest, when, when leaders, when I, when I heard that it was a foreign concept, it took me a while to get my head around it. Um, I think for the sake of those people that are listening, can you just talk about that for a second? When, when we say leading from a place of rest, we're not talking about being lazy. We're not talking about a, a bad work ethic. We're not talking about um, uh, not, you know, doing your job or getting your work done. We're talking about something different. We're talking about uh, our starting place, our why changes. Maybe you can touch on that just for a couple of minutes, Pastor Ben. What, what is it, practically speaking, what does it mean to lead from a place of rest? Well, we're not the one who said that. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are yeah. weary, burned out, tired, frustrated. Right. Uh, jacked up, uh, jacked up on you know on uh, on religion, and, right? Uh, and he says, uh, "I'll give you rest for your soul." One translation says, "You know, I'll I'll teach you the unforced rhythms of grace." Can you believe that unforced? That don't mm. sound like the ministry I came up in. Unforced, everything I did was forced, right? And um, yeah, rest. Rest is not laziness. Rest is, rest is not inactivity. Um, rest is speaking of an internal quiet confidence. Jesus said, um, my yoke is easy, the same place. My, uh, my burden is, is light. And I'll tell you, leaders, if you have not found that place of rest, the true flavor of faith is rest. It's like, ah, oh, take a deep breath. Mm. It's it's, it's finished. Um, if, if you haven't found that place where your life, where your ministry, where your family is really, is really fun, uh, enjoyable, restful, um, you know, you probably need to do yourself a favor, do those around you a favor and, and, and quit resign. Now, when I say that, <laughs> some of you are like, some of you are like, now, wait a second, are you telling me to give up? Yeah, I really am. You know what I, what I love about um, gospel preachers is that, you know, we're not, we're not cheerleaders. You know, every week we get up and go rah, rah, rah. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. A gospel preacher gets up and says, 
you can't do it. Right. You know, so you might as well quit and rest and let God work. Rest, trust, really the word is trust, and, 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 uh, and, and let God work. And listen, P Pastor Travis, if you would have told me that a few years ago, right. that you can rest, as my wife did over and over again, yeah. I would have laughed at you. And I would have said, you are out of your mind. Matter of fact, I would have glared at you with some resentment. Yeah. And uh, you think I can, what are you talking about? You think I can enjoy this journey? You think, you, are, are you serious? There's a price. See, we always want to talk right. about it. There's right. a price to pay. There's a price for this thing. Right. You know? It's always about the price we think we're paying, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, let me tell you. So you better get up and do something because there's a price to pay. Right. And, and then here comes Jesus, right? In, in that in Matthew 11 deal and talks about, you know, Take his yoke, he says, which is easy. Now, wait a second. And then he says, uh, my burden, which is light, and learn them unforced rhythm. And you know what I've realized? Some leaders are so burdened by life and ministry, you, yeah. don't, even want to, you don't even want to be around them because yeah. you feel guilty that you aren't more burdened by whatever their burden is. Uh, you know, I got a burden for the lost. I got a burden to plant more churches. I got a burden to be a super leader, whatever. Yet you wouldn't really want to be like them because they don't really look very happy. They don't look restful. They don't look joyful. Their their spouses look worn out. Their children can't stand them. And, and believe me, when we talk about rest, I, my life is, is full of some pressures, some suffering, mm. some trials. So, but, but when you're in a frame of mind of internal confidence and trust that what yeah. God has accomplished in his son is enough. You're in that joyful frame of mind that it is, that it truly is finished. Guess what? It changes everything in that state of mind. It's so much easier now to tackle the challenges and the issues that are thrown at me because I'm at an internal place of rest. Uh, so good. I'm not struggling and straining and striving. I am living in a place where I am joyfully and thankfully at rest because no matter what, oh, everything I need is found in him. Yeah. Everything I'd ever want is found in him. Yeah. yeah. I can be sure that he's working all things together for my good. I can be sure today that even in my weak places, his grace is enough. I can be sure today that, that uh, I'm fully loved and I'm fully forgiven and, 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 I'm, and I'm fully righteous. I'm not guilty. I'm pleasing to God. It's all of these things. It's the gospel that brings rest. That even in all the chaos going on around, look at the world right now is restless. That's right. But, but as a believer, I should be at rest because the good shepherd is leading me into green pastures, which means he's prepared a place for me. I have enough. I'm not going to run out. I'm going to always have enough to sustain and to keep me strong. And, and, and he leads me by these quiet, still waters where I can right drink and peer in and get a reflection of who I truly am. So there's all this confidence. And, and when you're at rest, it changes every area of, of your life. Boy, ministering from that place, living from that place, working from that place. And um, I, I, I tell you, I used to be so burdened by weather as a leader. You know, are people going to stay? Are people going to leave? Do we have enough money? 
Are, are we going to make it? What are we going to, and I'm going to tell you something. It caused me to work so hard. I mean, I worked till I burnt myself out. The more I worried, the, the, the matter I look more frustrated. I look, and now I'm just saying nowadays working from rest. It's not that I'm saying, I don't care if someone leaves or doesn't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying right. that I, I, I live at a place of, of confidence that God knows what he's doing and that he's working it out. And, and I don't have to shoulder this stuff that, that, uh, man, he's, he's got this. Jesus is building his church. G, G, listen, if Jesus is really building his church, like he said he would, then you know what that means? That even when I'm sleeping, the job's getting done. That's right. Even when I'm resting, the job's getting done. I don't have to be weighed down. I don't have to be burdened. And so, uh, man, let the more, and, and I'm telling you why we don't get this. Cause we don't hear the gospel. The gospel releases rest. Yeah. So we're hearing everything else. You do, 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 do more, do, do. Instead right. of watch what brings rest. It's done. It's done. It's done. done. It's done. done. If it's done, I can take a deep breath and say, thank you, Jesus. That is the greatest statement of faith right there. Thank you, Jesus. It is done. So I work from that place of rest. Wow. 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 That's powerful, man. Um, Pastor Ben, what would you say to the person who's listening that's weary right now, that's tired, they know something's broken, and they're wondering if what you're talking about, what we're discussing, is it true? Is it possible? Is this real? Is there another way? It seems too good to be true. What would you say to that person? I would say it is nearly too good to be true. Yeah. But it is. But it is. It is true. And, you know, I... I want to say this. I can't convince any leader to embrace this. All I can do is share it. You know, I can just throw the seed out there and let it hit the soil. Yeah. And for a lot of us, man, our hearts are so anxious. Our hearts are filled with cares and worries and doubts and unbelief and pressure and all of this stuff we've let in our heart. And when the seed of the word, when the good news hits that heart, so many other things will choke it out and, mm. And, uh, but man, as you allow the Holy spirit, just to even speak to your heart today with stuff you've heard on this podcast, man, let him just open your eyes to this stuff that it is true. And it is this good and, 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 and receive it and believe it and start walking in it. And you know what? It's not a work. Faith is not a work. It, you know, I mean, we've made faith a work, you know, just work it up. You know, if you got enough faith then you'll get enough. Faith is not a right. word. Faith is That's right. right. And as you hear, and as you hear this today, say, "I believe this. I receive it. I'm going to walk in it." And I would say this, you know, listen. Uh, I'm sure you give information on this podcast to your teaching ministry. You got to hear gospel teaching. Um, you, you've got to hear it over and over and over again. It's like you said a moment ago. It's not just a series. It's it's not just a quick thought. It's not right. Just, this is our life. This is our message. It, you know, right. I used I used to think the gospel was the diving board, and then you know you get the gospel, then you jump into deeper things. No, the gospel is the pool we're swimming. It, it is the deeper thing. That's and, right. And, and it is the deeper thing, and we're going to stay in this thing. But I remember years and years ago. Do you know? I remember, and as a young pastor going to a conference and hearing a guy preach the gospel, 
and it felt so good. Yeah. Something in me just leaped. And I left that thing and guess what? I went right back into my world and years and years and years and years later, I come to the end and I, and I recall, I've heard this before. I've heard this. Wow. See, when you hear this, it's like a tuning fork. Something in you is going off. It's right. That's right. That's right. That's wow. right. But what do we do? We drift. We go back to work for what he's already provided. Mm. And our message as gospel preachers is simply this. Hey, you don't got to chase the carrot on a stick. Our message right. is that there's a carrot patch inside of you that never runs out that you can go ahead and whatever you want to do today. You want to make carrot cake. You want to have carrot juice. You want, <laughs> I mean, it's all available. You know? And so, uh, so today, man, if you hear this, I believe it. I want to start walking. It is available for you. You tired, worn out, burned out, frustrated leaders. I got good news for you. Uh, and it's Jesus. And, and I just, I, I just declare over every one of you, he's, he's for you and his arms are open wide for you. And, uh, and, 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 and you, you, you can receive today. You don't have to wait. You can receive today, whatever it is, whatever it is that you need, you can find it in him today. And I, I just declare that over your listeners, over the people that are Mm. Listen to this great podcast that, um, that this is for you. Go ahead and take it and receive it and take a deep breath and thank him. Just start thanking him that, uh, that it's already done and, uh, and, and start enjoying it. As a matter of fact, the grace of God. I, I, I just want to declare quickly before, before we go, I want to declare over these, uh, these folks that are that are that are listening right now. I, I just declare over you, uh, grace. He is the love of God reaching down and gathering you in His arms. I declare that over you now, leader. Yeah. I declare that He is the confident assurance that with God on your side you cannot lose. That's grace. Yeah. I declare over you right now that. He is your strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. That's grace. I declare mm. over you that he's the power in the middle of unbearable ministry pressure. And my God, now more than ever before, we felt pressure in so many different areas, but he That's is right. the strength in unbearable ministry pressure. We're talking about grace that raises the dead and heals the broken. He gives strength to the weary and wings to the feeble. In three words, he is grace, God with us. Jesus is grace. Grace is Jesus. The gospel that we talk about is Jesus, and he is the greatest news in the world. Mm. And every leader today that's been, that's been, you know, dealing with what I call gospel amnesia, you've stopped preaching the gospel to yourself. You've forgotten the gospel you wow. preached to everybody else. Wow. May you start receiving it yourself. Preach it to yourself. Listen to it yourself. Grab hold of it yourself and listen. You're grabbing hold of something that's already grabbed hold of you. Wow. And so I just declare that over every one of your listeners today. I am so honored for the opportunity to declare the gospel to get today on this platform. Wow. Wow. Incredibly powerful, Pastor Ben. The transformational truth today, you'll never enjoy God's invitation to rest as long as we live our lives to impress. Pastor Ben, where can people find you? Well, uh, 
you know, on the social media world, it's at Ben W Daily, B-E-N-W Daily, D-A-I-L-E-Y, or bendaily.com, ben bendaily.com, or our church, calvarychurch.cc. And I'm excited because there, you know, you'll find GCCM, Gospel right. Circle Christian Ministry. And then I just want to say this as well to your listeners that we just launched like this week, a soft launch for our Gospel Institute. Those that are interested in laying a foundation yeah. of grace, gospelinstitute.cc, man. And by the way, one of our favorite teachers for Gospel Institute is your friend of mine, Travis Hall, who does an entire two-course teaching on grace and leadership incredible the syllabus is there books are there resources are there materials there to help you grow in grace yeah amen it's it's something i want to encourage everybody to check out it's one of the most meaningful things i've been blessed to be a part of pastor ben pastor ben i love you tina and i love you and kim very much we're grateful for your friendship thank you thank you for making this investment today and helping us grow in the gospel thank you if you'd like to connect with Pastor Ben Daly, please check out the links that I've included for you guys in the show notes. And if transformational truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor, take a moment, go over to Apple iTunes and rate the show and write us a quick review. This is going to help us reach more people faster. And we want to help you restore the joy to your life and leadership.